to be in peace with yourself most yeah. importantly because yes. it's very important to have your body mind and soul aligned because if it's not aligned your, your life is just going to be a big mess and i think it's it's important to deal with the childhood trauma because i feel like your childhood traumas are what you, what provide what helps you to become a better you I'm like, because if my 100% private and public life is my social media work life, I would be depressed. I would probably be on drugs and pills. I would be an alcoholic. Do you still get bullied? Different way. Okay. I think it would be, it would be like, I don't think 12-year-old I'm any bullying and 23-year-old I'm any bullying is the same. Um, I get bullied by people in the industry. If you were in peace with yourself and if you were okay with yourself, why on earth would you be attacking me? Habb nafsuka. Iza biddak al-nas yahtarmuk, lazim tahtaram halak. Iza biddak al-nas yahbuk, lazim awalan tahb halak. Uma tsma' kalam al-nas, la'anu iza al-nas bta'amal shi minyah al-nas bshahki walik, iza bta'amal shi sayyik al-nas bshahki walik. Fa'aysh ahiyatak, la'anu bta'aysh basmar fa'aysh ahiyatak, wal ahiyatak Hi, I'm Laure Sejan, a former HR director turned into a pro makeup artist and a beauty editor. In this podcast, I want to share another way of looking at beauty from the outside and from the inside, from people who create beauty trends to people who help us feel better within our body, from sharing my experience with some beauty products to digging into new ingredients. Welcome to Beauty S'il vous plaît. Hi everyone, so today um, I have someone very special to my heart and uh, very dear to me, it's Ameni Esaibi. Um, Ameni, we've been knowing each other for the past five years, I think, right? Yeah, five. Um, I think you were probably not the first model that I did, like as a makeup artist, but I think it was the first time that I was, I'm going to say silly things, I think. Anyway, but I was called by uh, a model agency uh, and uh, and Lisa at the time. Oh my God, yeah. yeah, you remember? 11 Honoré. Yeah. I remember in uh, Four Seasons. Exactly. Well, the Four Seasons JFC. We had two events, actually. One in Abu Dhabi and then one in Dubai. The yeah. one in Four Seasons in Abu Dhabi was the private show. Yeah. I remember I cried in that private show in Abu Dhabi in the cupboard. Oh my God, I remember. You remember? No, but I was not there, but you told me then. Yeah, because they treated me so badly. <laughs> 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 I remember crying in the cupboard. So we are recording. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's going to be such an interesting like episode, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> because with Amini, there's no filters. And I can tell you this because... We spent so much time together, like, you know, in their More good... than necessary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know actually like everything about I mean, like inside out, yeah. if I can say so. A <laughs> little bit too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, the, the time when Lisa called me, she said, oh, Laure, you know, I think, you know, should, you should do the makeup of uh, this model. Her name is Ameni. She's Tunisian. She speaks French. <laughs> you, you will get well, um, you will get along well with her. And I was like, okay, let's see. Why not? Let's try. Why not? Yes. 
And the rest is history. Yeah, exactly. We've been doing so many things. Yeah, we did really a lot together. It's crazy. And there's still a lot to come. I'm super excited. You need to tell me more because I'm not aware of everything. <laughs> she's not. I, she's never aware. I just tell her, be there this time, this thing, and shut up and just come. <laughs> and the worst thing is always that, okay, yes, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how your friendship works. <laughs> No, we've done, what did we do? We've done like a cover together with Cosmo. We did two covers, three covers together. Three covers? We three did covers. W, K, and D. Yes. And then we did Cosmopolitan. Yeah. And then we did Moda Dynasty, the one in Rome, the digital one. Oh, yes. And yes, then true. we did Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yes. The campaign uh, last yeah. year, two years ago now, a year and a half ago, like that was for half. the scandal... Uh, perfume yeah and we did all the red carpets the red carpet yes the galas we did the, the awards the award ceremonies the yes. cosmo one the gradient one the emirates woman, woman one. one. Oh my god i, I remember this one <laughs> yeah because i won all of them except that one so i was like pissed off i had to do my tantrum drama yeah <laughs> no we've done a lot a lot together actually all the big events the tv interviews True. The show, the TikTok, the TED talk that you did. The TED talk that I was stressing so much for. That went viral, though. The yeah. Viral. I think this is where it really took off for you. I mean, obviously, I know that yeah. the fact that you won the Grazia uh, Award, you. I remember the night I was looking at your numbers on Instagram, and it was getting like crazy. Yeah, it blew up that day for sure. And then all the interviews. No, no, we've definitely done a lot together. I mean, five years is not nothing. And for yeah. sure, we're still going to do so much. Hopefully, be Paris. Yes. Paris. This is our goal. Huh? Like, since the beginning, do you yeah. remember? That was the goal since day one. It's like, we're going to end up in Paris together, and you're going to move there with me. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was the goal. It's like, we're all moving to Paris together. <laughs> and then we might end up in New York. That's like the ultimate goal. Yeah, I might not go to New York. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> We shall talk when the time comes. <laughs> how, how, so I'm not going to do like a long introduction about Amini because honestly speaking, if you don't know her, go on to her Instagram page, uh, Amini Seibi. Uh, or I mean, just Google me. Oh, you Google her. Yeah, true. I'm, I'm not sure what you're going to find, you know, <laughs> probably a lot. <laughs> Um, but this is where you know, you'll be able like to see you know how she's been evolving you know along the years. Um, what obviously you know, I mean, I can tell you, and you probably know it already. Uh, Ameni has been the first official uh, curvy model in the Middle East region. Um, so Ameni is the first official curvy model in the Middle East region. Um, and she's been an advocate about body positivity uh, and helping a lot of young women to feel better within their body. Um, along with all the TV shows and the interviews and even other podcasts that she's been doing, um, I think this is where, you know, she spread the word or you spread the word, you know, of being curvy 
uh, and feeling good about the body that you are in is so important, you know, yeah. to to have, or, I mean, to live a good life, I would say. To be in peace with yourself, most yeah. importantly, because yes. it's very important to have your body, mind and soul aligned. Because if it's not in line, your, your life is just going to be a big mess. Mm. And you're not going to understand anything of it. So for sure, it's definitely important. So would you say that you're in line with like your mind no, and your I'm body? Not. Oh my God, I'm a mess. No, I'm not. <laughs> I would be I'm asking this question because I know the answer. <laughs> no, I am not. I'm definitely better to where I was. But I don't think I am where I want to be. Like, I think my mind, I think my mind and my soul are the closest right now. I think my body is like so out of it. It's like, so we're getting there. Like now we're getting the mind and the soul a little bit connected. And I do feel much better than like how I used to be. And I do feel like I'm growing and I'm changing and I'm involved and I'm maturing and I'm understanding life uh in a better i think i saw life a little bit too negatively before and i think now i see it a little bit more positively um but uh for sure my body no i'm definitely not in line with my body yet i feel like i'm not i feel like i'm either too confident in my body where i become a little bit too careless where i'm not taking care of my body the way i'm supposed to but um I feel like I'm taking care of more of my mind and my soul. More, if I would say if I take care of the most is my soul. I take care of the most of my soul. Where do you think was your soul five years ago? Where is it now? And where do you want it to be in, like, in, in the future? Like okay. Um, I mean, I think five years ago, it was depressed. It was uh, drowning in childhood trauma. Um, it was denying the fact that I had a lot of mental issues and I had to just accept it and deal with it. And I was just trying to hide everything by just this strong, like, facade that I had. Uh, I mean, I still have it, <laughs> to be really honest. Um, I think now it's more of like I accepted the traumas that I've had. I accepted, like, all the issues. And it's just like now I'm trying to heal from it. And just really processing it. Because before it was just like locked up in a drawer, locked in a key. And I never opened it and never dealt with it. And I feel like now like I opened that drawer and it's like I'm letting all the emotions um, feel free. And I think the fact that I did that, it helped me. It helped me easier even with my love life. Where now like I can look at a man, be with one and like really learn how to love. Where before I wasn't able because of all the childhood traumas so the commitment issues trust issues um didn't even believe in love which now uh, i fully do um and i think it's it's important to deal with the childhood trauma because i feel like your childhood traumas are what you, what provide what helps you to become a better you because if you're going to stay in the past you're always going to live in the past and you're never going to live in the future so you're going to live the future in the past you're just ruining your life by doing that. So might as well learn how to heal from it, learn how to recover and be happy. And that's what I'm doing now. Like I became emotionally happy with the little things where before the little things didn't even mean anything to me. Like I wouldn't even look at it because I would just like want to fulfill myself with like materialistic and superficial things 
where now it's like I want to fulfill myself with the emotional side of like my boyfriend and just fulfilling myself with like the little things. What was the time or moment where you realized that, you know, indeed you can be happy with the little moments and you don't and you became less materialistic? Um, honestly, I think it's dating not a rich guy. Oh, yeah. dating what not a rich guy not a rich guy yeah no honestly it is because in dubai we mostly date men that have money and they're all fucked up <laughs> in their heads so you realize a lot of things and then you only care about materialistic stuff but i feel like when you you're with someone that has less but gives you everything you ever your soul and mind and body ever needed you're like shit i feel so full Like, I'm so fulfilled right now. And I don't need that Prada bag or the Chanel or whatever or the Cartier to be satisfied. Like, I can get that for myself and that would be my own self-satisfaction. But I keep it with me and something else that makes you actually stronger. Like, I would any day rather have an emotional support than have, like, just fine ATM machine. Mm. And I think people don't understand that in Dubai yet. Because of society. Mm, I would say that you would have people in Dubai understanding this. But I think it's all depending, you know, who, who you, you surround yourself with. Yes. Yeah. Because it's easy. You have everything like in any, you know, city, I would say. Obviously, like Dubai is probably is just like um, multiplying this exaggeration. Yeah you know, more than in any more other country, yeah, or yeah. location. But to be honest with you, like, I think that it's all depending, you know, if you decide to be with that kind of people, then obviously, you know, you will be more likely to be like them. True, true. And that's why I'm happy that I'm not. <laughs> And that I was, but I went out of it. I definitely feel happier now, more focused on my career. I'm really focused on the goals that are important. These little things come and go. Money comes and go. It doesn't matter. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. What, where, where do you, so you, you talked, we talked about like, you know, your soul or your mind like five years ago or a few years ago, your soul and mind, you know, now. What's your goal? What is your objective? Where do you want to be like in terms of mind? I don't know if you have a timeline or not, but... I really, really want to overcome all my childhood traumas. I really want to understand the root of my personality because I'm someone that's really needy. Like, I, there's still so many things about my personality that I want to understand. Um, some, some perspective, like, sometimes I feel like I'm a narc. Sometimes I feel like I'm extremely selfish. Sometimes I feel like... I'm super needy. I nag a lot. Like I want to understand like where does these things come from? Because I, I feel like you're not born with them, but you create them within yourself. So it's like I really want to understand all perspective of my personality and where do they come from and why and are they good things? Like sometimes I feel like my selfishness is not that bad and I feel like it's protecting me. Sometimes I feel like the neediness and the nagginess that I have aren't good. So 
it depends it really really depends like my defense mechanism like i really want to understand everything about myself like i feel like when you go in a whole self-care journey you really discover yourself and you understand like when you when you sit down with therapists and go like oh I, i do this 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 but they explain to you why you're reacting like this and also reading a lot of books i think gives you a lot of answers especially like psychology books and emotional books like you really understand like it like you read it and you go like shit this makes sense like it makes sense you understand why and then it's up to you how you want to switch it up but then you understand why you're doing this like why and then you understand your love language like what what's your love language i thought that before my love language was like gifts but then i actually realized that my real love language is is physical touch and like i didn't know that before how did you discover it how did you find out um because with my exes before the rich ones it was always materialistic things so i thought they fulfilled me i thought they were like okay that brings me happiness whatever like my my love language is gifting but then um uh, my current boyfriend like he does give me all the giftings but he fulfills me emotionally so much that like I realize that like when he touches me and when he hugs me and when he holds my hand like it fulfills me like I've never been fulfilled before and I realized I was like my actual love language is personal touch because when I would get all these gifts I would still go back home and cry or feel lonely I would still be like oh no but I'm alone like I wouldn't I never felt like I had a partner and now it's like no I have a partner like a full on partner and I guess that's where you realize It's like he has my back no matter what. So I guess it's in situations like that when you realize. It's like I can't like I can't be around him in a room and like him not touching me. Like mm-hmm. it just drives me insane. It's like come like you have to touch me like whether you're holding my hand, you're hugging me like you have to like physically touch me. How this um personal development helps you or is helping you in your career because I've seen you evolving like doing things you know in your job as you know doing modeling but i want to understand how understanding yourself what was needed you know, for you how how did that help you Wh- where do you see see maybe that you know your career is changing today or has it had an impact on your career and, and how it definitely did because like if you compare it to many three years ago i was a like or i was a bull on fire like i was always on fire i was always um super aggressive in the way i talked i was too straightforward but i was like nasty straightforward like it was bad i always had my attitude up my guard was always up um i always had like this bitchiness vibe on me which wasn't me it was never me it was more of like a defense mechanism than anything else um i guess with time i became more mature also the fact that i never had a team and the fact that i've had an agent or i never had a good one at least and uh i think all these little things and entering the age the industry at a very young age also um i mean no one in the industry now entered the industry when they were 16 i was 16 when i entered and i was 18 when i was here in modeling so i think that's an extremely young age 
Um, you're still changing. You still haven't built your full-on personality when you're 18. And then I think growing in the spotlight, working with people who are three, four times your age, having to negotiate your deals when people go like, oh my God, you're 18, what are you doing? And you'll be talking to people who are in their 30s and 40s and telling them, you have to pay me this amount and you have to do this with me and you have to do that. And they look at you like, what the fuck? Like, Where's her parents? Someone come get her. Um, I think it was really hard. So I felt like building that aggressivity would make people respect me more. I mean, I think it did to an extent. But like now I'm in an age where it's like I became very diplomatic, more business oriented. I think it's normal. I think it was all the age. Just normal. Like the more I grow, the more I understand life, the more I see life from other perspective. I And now I really understand people like... I get fucked over every day in the industry. That I mean, that's part of it. Like, some agencies love you, some PR loves you, some don't. Some want to make your life live in hell, and some want to make your life very easy. And you get you get fucked over all the time. So you always have to have your guard up. You always have to know how to protect yourself. You always have to know how to like defend yourself. And I think now I do it very more diplomatically than the way I used to before. Like, I think many 18-year-olds would have just swore that you, like, no tomorrow and just screamed at you. But, like, many today would just, like, be so calm, but yet hit you with such strong words that you will remember it for your entire life. I think I take, I take things very differently now because, like, I realize people are not worth it. Like, that's how I look at it now. I'm like, it is not worth for me to waste an energy on that person. Like, my energy, I would rather waste it on my boyfriend. Or like on my best friends or like on someone that deserves my energy being wasted on them. And it's like, you fucked me over. Well, you know, what? like I really do believe in karma. It's like karma will take care of you. And the chance that I will have to take care of you, I will. But I will really fuck you over harder. So I just became like that. I just learned how to like swallow the pill because I know my turn will come. So I, I think it's really maturity. Like, I matured a lot compared to how I was, like, three years ago. So, yeah. It's not something that you're sharing a lot huh? on on your socials. No, I don't. Uh... Not, not this, you know what I mean? Not this part. I mean, you've, you, you shared a lot about being confident in your body, accepting yourself, body positivity. But yeah. you haven't yet. I think it's probably one of the first times where you're opening up, like, about where you stand, you know, with your mind and I would say maybe on a deeper level. Yeah, 100% because it's just, I don't know how to like, how do you say this in a story? You see what I mean? It's like, hi guys, so today I want to tell you guys like where I am like mentally. So just like, listen, <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that. Like, it's not me. It's like the hi guys, here's my lipstick. No, I don't do <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I, I think like when the time is right, I always open up. I feel like I open up more in the all my interviews than like on my stories because it's easier for me. And after I think because it's you and I'm already like extremely comfortable with you. So it's like it helps it even more to just talk about it. So yeah. Um I feel it's it's interesting because you know, though I know you so well. Uh, like today I'm discovering things, you know, about you and, and I must say I'm super proud, you know, from like all the, all the way, you know, you're coming from and the work that you're doing, you know, and I'm seeing you, uh, much more like 
I would say in, yeah, in peace, in peace, in peace with yourself. Yeah, I really am. I think honestly, honestly, I think my boyfriend has a lot to do with that. He's amazing. He is. He really he is. is. I love him. He's really amazing. And he really calmed me down. Like he really, really like just knows how to be like, shut up and sit. Like just listen to me. Because he, he's, so, it's crazy because sometimes you find your peace in a person. And they help you find your peace. And uh, he's he literally managed to like, because men get intimidated by me very easily. I mean, look, you have a, such a strong personality. You know that. Yeah. You know I, it. I know huh? that. But it's not my fault that Dubai men are not real men. Like, <laughs> 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 it's not my problem. Um, but no, it's... I think he helps me find my peace a lot. And I think that calmed me down. Cause like he, and I think the fact that he's older than me helps. Because he's more mature. And he's like, okay, listen, like, is it worth it? Is what you're doing worth it? Like, look... like. He really helps me see things differently and he's like, just calm down. Like it's not it's not worth it. Like you're like a bull right now. You're like a fireball. Like it's not worth it. And he really, really helped me find my peace. And I think if he was like the typical like little spoiled brat brought up like Dubai kids, third culture generation, blah blah blah. Well, like people that I grew up with, I don't think I would have been with him. And I don't think that he would be like that. But on the other hand, I mean, you know, I know your family or part of your family. Yeah. I know your mom. I know your brother. I know your dad. Yeah. I know some of your best friends as yeah. well. And all your, I would say, entourage is it's very like much, that. very much grounded. Because they're normal. They're the, so they're not. I think it's sad, but like it, it has a lot to do with money. It's mm. crazy. But it really, really has to do a lot with money because my best friends who are extremely wealthy are all crazy. Oh, fucked up. They're all crazy in their heads. Like, there's not one that's normal. Whether they're mentally fucked up, whether they're emotionally fucked up, whether uh, their life is misery, whether they're hidden, whether they're running away, whether they all have something. They all have something that is not normal in their, in their lives. And I feel like the people who are, like, the either higher middle class or middle class or the not, those, those ones are normal. Yeah, they're not the richest, but they're well off. They're normal. They live normal lives. They do normal things. They don't try to prove something that they're not. And I feel like society just really, really wants you to focus on just the rich people and just being friends with the rich people and just wanting to be surrounded by the rich people because you need it for your work, because you need it for your image, because you need it for this, because you need it for that. And I think it's like it reached a point where it's like, Okay, if I need to be friends with all the rich people for my work, for my image, for dinners, for this, for that, I'll do it. Fine. That's not an issue. But like my personal life, when I finish, when I go back home, it's my best friends. It's my private time. It's my, like, it's my, I just want, I just want to be with my boyfriend. Yeah. And, and this is true. I mean, along the years, this hasn't really changed, you know, um, uh, like you have your so social media life so what you're showing to people that and i have a complete different private life exactly yeah and people don't know that because every time like for example last time um one of my influencer friends that i really like came over and met some of my best friends and she was like you literally have a full-on other life and i was like yeah i do and she was like but you like 
what? I was like, yeah. She's like, I never thought you'd be friends with people like this. I'm like, those are my best friends. Mm -hmm. And she was just looking at me like, damn, like I did not expect this from you. I'm like, because if my 100% private and public life is my social media work life, I would be depressed. I would probably be on drugs and pills. I would be an alcoholic. I would be mentally fucked up. And I don't want to be like that. They fulfill themselves with just materialistic, superficial things. But I promise you, when they're alone in the room, they're all sad as fuck. They're all so sad. And they all, like, sleep crying. And they're all on pills and antidepressing and eating disorders. And just, it's so bad. Mm. But they don't care. Mm. As long as publicly they look sexy, they're rich, they're wearing the latest watch, the best bags and best shoes. Yeah, this this is where I think that, you know, we all need to be very careful about the fact that what you see on social media, it's, it's only one. Fake. I, mean, no, I, don't, fake. I, I don't know if we can say it's fake, but it's only like one side of the person life. And even though it might not be the real life, you know, about like, you know, you can get like a nice picture with a nice background, you know, amazing landscape or being in an amazing place. So or making sure that, you know, it looks nice or the nice outfit. And actually, yeah. you know, in front of you, it's like it's crowded. It's like, I, I don't know where you... Yeah, there's you know? always two sides of the exactly, image of yes, something. So. And people like tend to like forget that. Like what you see on social media is what we want to show you. Exactly. It's not what you, you think you're seeing at yeah. all, but that's like the whole point of it is that you think you're seeing it all, but we know that we're not showing you even 0.1% of our real life. Because mm. if we showed you 99% of our life, maybe you won't be as entertained or maybe you won't like it as much because it won't be as bling bling and it won't be like the people you see going out, they probably eat like white pasta with butter for a month. And they probably live in the cheapest area in the smallest building with the smallest room, with the smallest shared. And they see them in the IFC every day. Yeah. It's all a lie. I don't know if it's a lie or just like, you know, I know that me, I mean, last week I had such a bad day. So my day was full. I had nine clients in the same day. And... All very nice client, but I had to run from a client to another, super stressful, coming back for the kid, then going back to another client. And then in between two clients, unfortunately, I drove over a cat. You killed the cat? I killed, I killed the cat. It was awful. It was an awful day. And, and, I, and one of my clients was waiting for me, but I couldn't leave the cat like alone, you know, on the street. But it's dead. No, it was not dead. Huh? So basically... You have to kill it. Well, I mean, I, yeah, but I didn't want to do it. So basically, so I was very lucky enough like, to have someone like on the side, like a lady. She took the cat. We, I, I took her in my car with the cat. We went to the veterinary, a veterinary uh, yeah. clinic. And unfortunately, we couldn't save the cat. Okay. But all of this, like yeah, saying, and then to I had to go, down. yeah, I had to put the, the cat down, uh, like to do like a yeah, euthanasia. Yeah. yeah. And, and after that, I had to, I had to go to another client, but obviously all of this, like I'm not showing. And I swear to, I, I mean, I swear, bless me, please. But I was so depressed. Cause you killed the cat. Cause I killed the cat. 
You're so cute. I killed the cat before also. When it's I just, so awful. When I got my license, it was so dark and I didn't see it. And I, I was like a bump, but like just on one wheel. And I was like, oh, was that like a half bump? And I went down and I saw it was the cat, but it was already dead. Uh, mine, mine was not dead, but she was suffering. And yeah, I you couldn't. You have to kill her. You have to put it down. I know, yeah. But then, I w- anyway, we're not going to talk about like <laughs> the cat. <laughs> but what I was wanted to say is indeed, you know, you people miss, th- might think that you're having an amazing life, you're super busy all the time, that you're always doing, you know, glam yeah. and nah, nah, which is not always the case. Huh? They don't see you running from a shoe to another, from event to another stuck in traffic changing outfits in the car <laughs> yes. um, uh, my car is a walk-in closet just by the way like my car is a is my apartment you'll find shoes you'll find outfits you'll find water you'll find makeup you'll find perfume um i think the only thing missing is a shower <laughs> like if i was able to have a shower in my car i think i'll just have it all i think this i think someone should invest in that I just gave you guys a business idea. Oh, we were talking about that like the other night on the, the fact that we're living in our cars going from an event to another because this is the event season at the moment. Yeah, it's, now it's event season to like December and then it's just going to calm down. But we're already in November. Huh? Time flies. I know, time flies. Huh? Um, to, to go back, I feel that uh, to go back to your career as a, as a model, I feel... That it's really obviously you, know, you did some features in Vogue that you know at your age that was probably like four or five years ago. I was eighteen. Eighteen, when yes. I did my first Vogue. Yes, that was incredible. Um, but I feel that probably a year and a half ago, when we did this campaign for um, the Jean-Paul Gaultier parfum perfume, sorry, this is where something changed in your career. So you did Jean-Paul Gaultier campaign and then you were part of the Arab Fashion Week. Yeah. Um, and now you did your second or your third one? My third one. Your third one. And I feel that this, like, this since... second one. Or second one? Yeah, second. Second, yeah. I don't know. Something happened. Something has changed. How, how do you feel about it? Do, because I know that, you know, we've been talking about for you doing um, the fashion shows, catwalks and everything for a long time. Now it's happening. How do you feel? Are you happy? Is it stressful? Is I it overwhelming? I it. <laughs> Honestly, no, because now when I'm like actually thinking about it, I don't think I ever process it. On, I don't know. I didn't. Uh... I mean, it's crazy. When I walked Paris Fashion Week, I went back to my hotel room and I was definitely crying my eyes out. Because I was just like, okay, sit down, process it. You just walked Paris Fashion Week. How was how it? Tell me, tell me, tell us more. I was more. the only Arab model in the cast. So it was definitely like a big Arab moment, Pride, where it was like, I'm the only Arab, yes. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but um, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like Paris, you're in the OG city of modeling, of fashion, of like... It's walking the official calendar of Paris Fashion Week. That's something. That is definitely something. Um, Jello, like a lot more to come. And I mean, Arab Fashion Week, today I'm the ambassador of the Arab Fashion Council. Um, the council are today my best friends. 
it's they support me they really have my back they have my back with my crazy ideas and everything i mean they believe in me so i think i just needed to have two strong people in the industry to believe in me i mean mean, at the end of the day they're the one who took me to paris yeah they were the one who were like you're going to paris woman and i was just like okay i'm going to paris (laughs) we're doing this because I was already going to Paris a lot, but it was mostly to shoot the international campaigns of Jean-Paul Gaultier. I went two, three times with Jean-Paul Gaultier to Paris. But now it's like, no, you're going to walk there. Um, they support me. They really have my back. They push They push talents that they believe in as much as they can. Um, designers now are really more open to plus size. They're really into it. They're really interested, like they would tell like the regional uh, designer uh, director, like, oh, we want a menu on this fashion show. Oh, let's get a menu. Like, how much does a menu charge for a walk? Um, where before it was more of like, you guys have to do plus size. Like, you have to be inclusive. You have to have diversity. Like, you can't just be like standard modeling size. Look at a menu. You should consider getting a menu on the show. And now it's more of like, we want a menu. Is she booked for this show? During Arab Fashion Week, of course. So it's definitely, um, it definitely changed. Because last last time you did the Arab Fashion Week, you were in some uh, of the fashion shows, but not all of them. But I feel that this time for this new season, you've been in nearly all of them. Like maybe before like 70%, like the first one you did, and this one maybe like 90%. I think... Actually, I, I walked as much, the first and the second one. Okay. Funny enough, I walked 15 shows first season and I walked 15 shows second season. So I I walked literally as much. But the only difference was that the first season, everyone was maybe more focused on the ambassadorship announcement and was didn't maybe did not take it as serious. And now it's like, okay, she just came back from Paris Fashion Week. She walked Paris Fashion Week. She's on an international level now. She walked 15 shows. There was definitely, definitely a bigger buzz. Like, the buzz was insane. Like, everyone was talking about it. It was really, like, on another level. And I think that's what's important. I mean, you did a lot of coverage, you know, during Paris Fashion Week. Like- oh, 100%. It was a lot of coverage. Media picked it up mm. a lot. But, I mean, it's Paris Fashion Week. How how was it over there? How how did people welcome you as Amini, as an Arab model? Um, I mean, me and the designer are really good friends. So when it comes from his team, I was really well welcomed because I know them from Dubai. So the stylist, the creative director, the CEO, um, the PAs, the teams know me. Because also we shot it before the editorial between Al Arabia and uh, the brand in Paris. So the team really knows me well. And it was the same makeup artist, same hairstylist. Um, well, his makeup artist was his best friend, but she's head of makeup, so she didn't specifically do my hair, uh, my makeup. But it was all people I already knew. So my first walk in Paris Fashion Week was definitely a good one because I already knew the team. I think it's definitely much harder when you don't know like anyone and you just walk in and you're just like, hi, I'm a menu well thank god it wasn't like that for me like i already knew everyone i knew them from dubai and then i walked because i walked for him last season in dubai and then i shot with him in paris and then we did the l coverage 
And then after the L coverage, we went again and like I walked for his show again in Dubai and then I walked his show in Paris. And every time I go to Paris, I see him. So there was a relationship built. So it wasn't like, uh, I still haven't done the Paris Fashion Week show where you don't know anyone. Mm. I think that one's going to be really hard and really stressful because I always have my ways into getting things that I want. Mm. <laughs> That's true. I yeah. confirm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember, like, even, like, the designer in Paris was like, I mean, you can't have a photographer and a videographer backstage. Because Paris Fashion Week's backstages are tiny. Tiny. It's a tuna box. Tiny. You can't, you don't have like space and i was like no but i have to get a videographer i need my content he was like many don't like don't do this to me i was like no i need it so i ended up getting it but that's because i know him so i don't know if like other designers like i don't know if one day i'm walking for fendi or versace and i'm gonna be like guys i'm getting my own videographer like they're gonna tell me shut up <laughs> just sit your ass and get your makeup done and go walk and don't talk so i think i think at that point i'm just gonna be like okay <laughs> i'll just shut up how how was um so we talked about like the designer side and the fact that you know they welcome you uh you felt part of the family and and the brand is we sent to yeah correct and by the way you know i found out through one of my sisters that Victor, Victor yeah. is from the same city as me, Strasbourg in France. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, amazing designer. Yeah. And how, how was people looking at you when you walked down the, the show? I, I wasn't the only curvy girl. Okay. Because Victor was really like, I don't want to put like one of each to just show that I'm supporting diversity because he really does support diversity. Um, there was like three to four um, bigger girls, but they definitely had all different body types. So that was really interesting. Like I was the only Arab one, light skin. The other one was like white, redheaded, but like it was more of like her thighs and like her lower body. Where me, it's more my upper body. And the other one, it was more like everything. So it was definitely interesting because he really did his best with diversity where it's like, I didn't do this just to prove that I put like one Asian, one black and one plus size, but it's like, I really believe in it. So if he's putting a black, he's going to put different sort of black models. If he's doing Asian, he's going to do different types of, to really make everyone feel relatable to the brand. And it was the same thing with the plus size models. Which I love having designers or even brands in general, you know, makeup brand, beauty brands, whatever brands, like just to embrace the diversity of everything. Of, of everything and being a, a curvy model doesn't mean that you need to be curvy like everywhere you can be curvy from the top you can be curvy yeah, you know, from the bottom them, they want to follow like the american like style where it's like they have a skinny upper body and then a huge lower body and then just huge arms i feel like that's the typical like model in the states mm. like they all have huge thighs huge butt big arms but like no breast no stomach mm. And where for me, I'm like, I'm completely the opposite. Like I have normal arms, normal, like, yeah, I have curvy thighs, but not the big ones. Yeah. But for me, it's all the breast, stomach, back. Like I'm definitely more upper. Do you still get bullied? Different way. Okay. I think it would be, it would be like, I don't think 12 year old, I'm any bullying and 23 year old, I'm any bullying is the same. Um, I get bullied by people in the industry. 
in some sort of different ways. You know, of course, um, people will try to drop you down and like, I think we know who we're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not job names. I can get sued. Nah. And no. the, <laughs> we won't say anything. Um, no, it's, I still do. I think I get bullied from the Haram police, I call them. Mm. Like the whole, oh my God, you're Arab, you're Muslim, what are you doing, what are you wearing? It's like, leave me alone. If I'm going to go to hell, I'll go to hell. That's between me and God. Like that, hell, you have absolutely nothing to do with that. And if you want to be the good Muslim, God says to not judge the others. And if you want to help someone that you're seeing doing someone fake is by diplomatically telling them and explaining to them. It's not by attacking them and telling them, oh my God, you're going to hell, you're haram, astaghfirullah. Like, no. How do you respond to... I don't, I ignore them. They're not worth even a breath of mine. Mm. Which this is part of my development because before I would take things so personally. I'd be like, oh, you're swearing at me? Let me show you. And I would start attacking them, attacking them. Like They would answer me, I would answer back. They would answer me, I would answer back. And I would spend so much energy on them, like answering back and then telling me, oh, you're a cow, you're ugly. And I would be like, shut the fuck up, look who's talking. Like, who do you think you are saying that to again? And I would be so aggressive answering back. And now I'm just like, I look at the comments and I'm like, wow, I feel so bad for you. It's like, I actually have empathy with you because like you're so lifeless. It's you're so low. That like you bother talking shit about another woman on comments because you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. It's like it's like I feel now I feel bad for them. Before I would be so aggressive and I would defend myself. Now I'm like, I hope you heal. It's not I'm not aggressive anymore. It's like I feel bad for you. And then they go crazy when I say something like that. But it's like it's true. If you were in peace with yourself and if you were okay with yourself, why on earth would you be attacking me? That's such a, I, I strongly believe in this, that, you know, whenever someone is having a bad comment about someone else because they don't feel good about themselves or something's not going right, you know, in their life. I learned something. A bully is never created by itself. A bully is created because of insecurities and because of things that happened in his life that we're not aware of and releases it on the victim to make themselves feel better. That's why today I, don't, I feel bad for bullies when back when I was in school... I would hate them and I would think they have a superiority complex. But now I look at them and I'm like, shit, I feel bad for you. I hope you heal. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Um, do you still also get like some comments? Oh, thank you, Amini, for showing me, you know, how to be confident, you know, how to show the world that, oh, you know, 100%. being... Mm. Yeah, yeah, the whole... Thank you for saving me. I always got them. I think those are my favorite, honestly. Like I, if like I look at these comments and I'm like, ah, I'm doing it right. Like every time I tell myself, I hate this industry. It's so toxic. It's so corrupted. It's so dirty. Like I'm done. I'm done. Like I'm not. I'm done doing this. And then I read the comment where it's like, oh, because of you, I knew how to wear a bikini this summer. It's like, oh fuck, how can I leave this industry now? <laughs> like I feel so responsible. It's like when I get messages from the 13 year old, oh my god, I look up to you so much because like you taught me how to deal with bullying. And it's just like, oh my Jesus, it's like how can I leave this? How can I leave these kids? It's like, it's like I feel like I'm not doing this for myself, but I'm doing it for them. Where it's like I have a social responsibility now. And 
I feel like I'm responsible of these kids. And not, not even kids anymore. Like, wives, mothers. Like, I had a wife message me the other time. And she was like, oh, my husband cheats on me. And I thought it was my fault because I was ugly and I don't know what. And I was fat and this and that. I was like, well, first of all, don't call yourself ugly and don't call yourself fat. Let's start with that. And second of all, if your husband is an asshole and is cheating on you, that's not your fault. That's his fault. He's a bad person. He's a bad husband. He doesn't deserve you. Divorce. Get out of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a whole other topic. That you know, whatever a couple you know is living, we don't know, and we would never know what's happening, you know, behind. The we door. never know what really happens behind doors. And even if we see them, if you see couples like super happy in public, like you never know, maybe they get back home and they fight. Oh my God! Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly, you know, what we were talking about, like, during our lunch, because, I mean, before doing this episode, you know, uh, I mean, he came to my place and we had lunch and just, like, exchanging about what's happening, you know, around. And, yeah, it's, as we said, no, it's not what you're seeing on Instagram. They all cheer on each other, you don't get fooled. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm shocked. Um, anyway, what in your career you've been, like, What has been the most memorable moment in your career? This year? Yeah, or since the beginning? I mean, I think it was definitely like winning the awards, my covers, Jean-Paul Gaultier campaigns, the one in Ischia, the one I just shot in Paris now in September, the one that I did in the desert, everything that I did Jean-Paul Gaultier is just like... I am so obsessed with that brand. Like it's just like I I can give my life for that brand. And you met him as well. And I met him three times. He's amazing. He's so adorable. He's he's an icon. He's a living legend. Yeah, I think he's really a legend. And I feel that you know, in his career in fashion, he's been the one pushing f fashion further outside the boundaries. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, all the time. Like, I remember, you know, when, uh, like, in all the, um, uh, the fashion shows, you know, he was doing, we were always expecting something wow about uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier. Jean-Paul Gaultier, l'enfant terrible. That's yeah. how they call him in Paris. L'enfant terrible, that's how they call him, because he's crazy. But, like, he, like, he doesn't follow norms. He doesn't follow society, and that's what I love about him. Like, when he looked at me, when I started working with Jean-Paul Gaultier, I still wasn't in the luxury market. I was, but not that deep. And then he was like, I want her. Like, I want everything about her. And then the director, of course, that today is one of my best friends, also pushed a lot for it. And, like, I, I just don't see myself without Jean-Paul Gaultier today. Like, I just don't see myself not associated to the brand anymore. It's insane. Mm. It's like, I'm a Jean-Paul Gaultier from head to toe. But yeah, I think that was definitely the best times of my career. Also, the, I think my first Vogue Arabia editorial was really good. But I will get the Vogue France cover. That's the goal. Let's put it out there in the universe, you know, manifesting it. It's going to happen. Vogue France. Eugenie. <laughs> I want the cover. <laughs> If you're listening to us... <laughs> If somehow this ends up in your hand, I deserve the cover. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, what uh, What would you say to 
to yourself, like, you know, how many maybe in primary school or in college or high school? What, what would you tell her if you had the opportunity to talk to her? Trust the process. Stop being a drama queen. Just trust it. Just believe in it. I, like, I know it's hard and I know what you're going through is horrible, but like promise me it's, it's going to be worth it like i promise you like shit is going to be worth it like you're going to understand everything when you grow up just wait i think that's what i would tell her trust the process if this if this is happening in your life today it's for a reason it's because you need to be strong for the career that's waiting for you like today if i had to relive everything that i lived in my uh in my childhood i would definitely relive it because it made me who i am today it made me so strong i think if i lived a normal life I would be so sensitive. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to live in the industry that I am today. Like I need, you need to be shark, and my past made me shark. So I think it happened for a reason. It's like God knew. It was like okay, let me make her childhood misery. So she she becomes a shark, and she's ready for her and for her future. Mm. So it would be trust the process. Wait, you're gonna understand everything. Everything happens for a reason. And maybe you don't know the reason on the spot, but you know it with time. Where do you get your inspiration from? Myself. Honestly, I used to say like, oh, this model inspires me and this model inspires me. I mean, there's some models that like I look up to that I really respect their path. Like Farida Khalfa. I really respect her. I really love what she did. And we're both North Africans, both started from zero. Um, she's one of the model icons of the century. Um, so I definitely look up to her. Um, Naomi Campbell, look up to her like crazy. Like she just proved to everyone that everyone can be her slave. Yeah, I mean, what she's doing, she's, she's what, 50, 55? She's entering the 60s. Is she? I'm going to check up on, on this right now, but she's still running, working. She is amazing. She owns the industry. She was like, I ain't leaving. You're and, leaving, but I'm not. And everyone is respecting her, like deeply. You can see that. Because she demands it. She orders it. Like she will make your life living misery if you don't respect her. So she's 52. 52, girl. That is not young. No, and she looks amazing. Honestly, it's like, wow. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I look up to that with. I really respect their path. Like, for example, like if I'm going to talk locally, not internationally, uh, Chef Izu. Yeah. Someone very dear to me and someone that I love a lot. He started from zero. Look at him now. How many restaurants does he have? Uh, Three? What? Like 10. 10? No, no way. Wow. Yeah. In Dubai alone, there's Gaia, Kalini, Shanghai, Alaya. Uh, Karine, Unini, um, Kitchen. No? Yeah, I already said Gaia. Gaia. And then there's Gaia in Qatar now, Izu Doha, Kafid Izu Doha, Gaia Monaco. And now he's opening even more and more. Like, he's doing very well for himself. So he's someone I look up to a lot because I know his whole background story. So it's like where he was. My dad, honestly, someone that I respect his path. I mean, everything aside, like, I think I respect him a lot. Like, he came from the south of Tunisia with absolutely nothing. And today, he's, I think he's doing great for himself. I mean, there's a lot of people around me that are, like, I really respect their path. 
But I don't think anyone should take inspiration from anyone else. I think you can be, you can look up to them. Where it's like that's good. Like look, like they did it, so that means you can do it. Like nothing is impossible. But really, this whole role model bullshit, I don't believe in. Like I think you should be your own role model, and I think every stage of your life should be a new version of a role model for yourself. Because we don't know, we never know the full story of the other person. So your role model is what you think you know about them. But you never know literally everything. That's why I, no one is my role model. Not even my parents, not even my grandma, no one. It's me. I am my own role model because I am the person that I know everything about myself. And even you're still discovering things because exactly. you're working on, on exactly. yourself. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. If you could say few words in Arabic for our and my Arab people, audience, what would you tell them? Um, I would definitely tell them, حب نفسك إذا بدك الناس يحترموك لازم تحترم حالك وإذا بدك الناس يحبوك لازم أولا تحب حالك وما تسمع كلام الناس لأنه إذا الناس بتعمل شيء منيح الناس مش حكيوا عليك وإذا بتعمل شيء سيء الناس مش حكيوا عليك فعيش حياتك لأنه بتعيش بس مرة في حياتك والحياة قد تقصيرة So yeah, that's I'm not sure I'm what saying. you said, but <laughs> I said uh, life is short, and uh, um, if you want people to respect you, you have to respect yourself, and if you want people to love you, you have to love yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to gain any sort of respect or love from anyone. And um, I said, do you, do you? Don't give a fuck about the others because if you do something good, people are going to talk, and if you do something bad, people are still going to talk. So you do you because life is short, and you don't know when it's going to end. So just enjoy every second of it. Exactly. And from this, I think I would like to add, don't be afraid of doing something. Take risks. Test risk. Have yeah. some failure. If you fail, it's okay. You know, you... People are really scared of failure. I yes. realize I'm not. I've got slapped on the face way too many times. Now I became numb to it. It's like now when I want to get no, it's like, oh, okay. I'll do it. It's okay. I'll figure <laughs> out my way. You don't know. You don't know how stubborn I am. <laughs> I'll just get my ways. What is, because, you know, like in my podcast, you know, as being a beauty podcast, but obviously like, you know, larger than only like, you know, skincare, makeup and this kind of thing. But still, you know, I still love like beauty products and everything. What, what's your favorite skincare product and what is your favorite makeup product? You can name brands if you want. Makeup, it would definitely be lip gloss and mascara. I think those are my two go-to that I can't live without because I'm not someone that's heavy on makeup. Um, so Except for red carpet. Yeah, red carpet, <laughs> I become like, I have a you have to. face painting. <laughs> and I, can, I can't complain about that because usually I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> love is the one that shoves my face in a paint pot. <laughs> um, definitely mascara mascara I would go with legit lashes Charlotte Tilbury or the Huda Beauty one the two sided one I forgot what's it called that one is good um, lip gloss it would definitely be the whole Fenty gloss bomb collection like any of them I don't care I love it all so gorgeous Like, but for me it's really the heat I love the heat collection The red one, the brown one, the, and the new ice one. Oh my god, obsessed. 
I've just received it. I haven't tried it yet. I tried like the other part of the collection just yesterday for an event. Loved it. I'm obsessed with Fenty. Like Rihanna, hire me. <laughs> Another manifestation. No, Another please, universe, no, listen to uh, and hear Amini. Yeah. <laughs> um, skincare, it would definitely be um, my lash serum. What lash serum do you use? On? Revit Lash. Yeah. I think it's good. Revitalash, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've used it and it gave me like amazing result on the on, on yeah, my lashes. Yeah. Amazing. Because I was about to tell you like you did something with your lashes. Yeah. Now I, I looked at them the whole lunch and I was like, she did something. But I'm the, being yeah. lazy now. I stopped. I need to go back to it. Exactly. Yeah. But I Same see amazing me. result. Um, then definitely eye cream and moisturizer. I can't live without moisturizer. Yeah, because even though you have an oily skin, it's important to moisturize your skin. Yeah, with light one, light creams, like yeah. oil, like, like water gel based. Mm. Um, Kale's one is good. Um, vitamin C also. I love Cinderella's products also, they're amazing. My God, I think that we're all obsessed with Cinderella. I love Cinderella. Uh, Joe's loves Cinderella. Lou loves Cinderella. Lawrence loves Cinderella as well. It's yeah, an amazing it. brand. It's, an, it's really an amazing brand. They're really good. I love them. Amazing. Um, so we're getting to an end to this special episode that we've been trying to have for so long. But so I was long. I would say like a year. <laughs> Come on, no, not a year. It was oh my god, a months. year. Seriously? Oh, yes, a year. I was like, yeah, you know, let's do an episode. I want to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were traveling. You, you got so busy. I got so busy as well. Then summer, like, came. We're supposed to do the episode before summer, and then it didn't happen for some reason. And I then I was since March, from March to September, I was in Dubai, literally. Yeah. I was. Paris, 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 Italy, Paris, Chamonix, Paris, Tunis, Portugal, Paris, Beirut, Paris. <laughs> At some point, people thought I moved to Paris. <laughs> and I got robbed also. That was funny. Oh, my God. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> uh, uh, it's okay. They can take my passport as long as they give me yeah. a French passport back. I don't mind. <laughs> Another manifestation. <laughs> um, how can we get in touch with you? Um... Through my email, <laughs> they can email me or DM me. Okay. The Easiest best. way, yeah. I check my DMs a lot and check my emails every day. So at Amenyasebi. Easiest way. Amazing. Amini, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. For having this uh, different kind of conversation that we are having, like both of us. Uh, um, True. We don't, we actually don't have these type of conversations in my personal life, by the way. No, no. Well, we have another type of conversation, of deep conversation. It's it's different it's than different. you know. It's different. It's different. It's always different. Yeah, because like today was more like really being an interview and not me doing your makeup. You know, talking about our lives and yeah, just talk about like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god, you know what she did? Let me tell you. <laughs> Oh, it's more, oh, you won't believe like what happened to me. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Ameni. 
Um, I mean, I love her. She's like my family. Um, she's like, you know, my sister, my little sister, you know, in the industry. And she's been here for me, like behind the scene, even, you know, in my hardest time. Um, and, you know, other things that you won't see uh, on Instagram. But, um, yeah, I'm... I'm grateful to have Amini in my life and whatever we oh. have done in the past. And I can't wait to see what we're going to create in the future yes, as well. Big things happening for sure. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. I love you. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me in this episode today. If you enjoy it, please rate it with five stars. Leave a comment and share it with at least two of your friends. This will help the podcast to be more visible and high in the rank. I cannot wait to have you in my next episode to talk more about beauty. In the meantime, take care of yourself, and remember, be your own kind of beautiful. Beautiful.